Hey everyone, welcome to the Matt Report. This is the show where I interview people who make a living with WordPress, uh, using WordPress, developing with WordPress, freelancing, designing, uh, consulting, anything to do with WordPress. If they're making a living with it, I am going to interview them uh, to share their stories, share their passion, uh, and help you uh, do the same thing. Uh, so today's very first episode, I am joined by Jesse Friedman, professor, author, developer. The credentials go on. Hey Jesse, how are you? How's it going? Good, good, good. Uh, so you are, uh, you've recently launched uh, or published a book. Uh, you teach uh, at Johnson & Wales University and you develop uh, with WordPress. Give us a little bit about yourself, um, how you got into WordPress and uh, where it's brought you today. Uh, sure. So uh, a friend of mine, Hillary Mason, she's a scientist at Bitly. She uh, she and I were talking one day about a web project I had. She basically said, you should use WordPress for this. And this was back in, uh, I want to say 2005, 2006. And uh, ever since, I, you know, I jumped in and I never left. I haven't really used too many other CMSs. I kind of dabbled in Drupal a little bit early on, but WordPress was it for me. Uh, I kind of fell in love pretty hard, pretty fast. And uh, since then, I've uh, developed, uh, started developing themes, uh, started developing plugins, do a lot of stuff for companies kind of behind the scenes. And uh, <clears throat> I gave a talk at the Future Web Design in 2011. And in the audience was um, someone from New Writers. And immediately after, they came up and asked me to write a book on WordPress, which was a really, really cool honor. It took me about uh, a book, uh, thought out, planned, and written. Um, the cool thing about this book is that I finished writing it uh, had last edits in June, late June, right after 3.4 came out, and uh, it's on shelves in August. So it's uh, it's it's extremely current, unlike a lot of books these days. Yeah, nice, nice. I remember uh, being on the train, and uh, for those of uh, the folks watching who don't know, we you know we know each other. We we do go to the we met each other at the local uh, Providence Word Camp, uh, WordPress meetups, and we're trying to put our first Providence Word Camp out there. Um, but I remember John doing the technical editings on the train on our way to uh, WordCamp New York. Uh, trying yeah, to hit that yeah, John uh, Desrosiers helped us out and uh, did the tech editing. And uh, yeah, he had like a, uh, just a couple short weeks to read through the whole thing and get his, everything back to me. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, so, so that's that's pretty awesome. I mean, things uh, you know, obviously uh, on paper and in video, probably seem to move at a very fast pace. And maybe some developers who are just starting out there are like, "Wow, you know, I want to write a book. I want to be speaking at all these events." Um, you know, when you look back, uh, when you know Hillary uh, mentioned that you should use WordPress, uh, you know, being a little green to WordPress at the time, what was that like? I mean, your very first WordPress project, all the way to now speaking and authoring books. Um, you know, a little bit, do you remember that project at all? That's very first I, project. I, I do. And you know what's funny? Uh, WordPress was a very different product back then. Yep. Um, it has matured and changed a lot, especially in the last 18 months or so. Um, back then, it wasn't exactly, uh, I would say, just as easy to get started with it. Uh, the community was smaller. The resources, plugins, themes, all that were uh, much lower. Um, so, Getting started was a little, little bit more difficult, but these days it's it's very different. Uh, I see that you know front end developers, people who know HTML and CSS, can jump in and start developing themes right away. 
there's hundreds, maybe even thousands of tutorials out there to get to get you started. Uh, the book that I wrote is specifically designed to do exactly that. So it provides you with a static Uh, the video just skipped a little bit. So it provides you, uh, I know it comes with some resources, some downloads and links to the websites. Uh, what else did the book, does the book come with? So the book uh, is designed to basically walk you through step by step taking your HTML and CSS skills from um, the point of front end development through development of themes. Nice. So you build on those skills and uh, so when you download the, the resources in the beginning, you download an HTML static website that takes you step by step converting it into a theme. Mm -hmm. Nice. Now, let's, let's go back to that community or, or talking about the community and how uh, easy or not easy it is for some folks to start. Back then, when you started that first project, uh, were you just going to .org website and jumping into the forums? Were you finding external sources? Uh, yeah, so what I did then and what I still recommend now is uh, to rip apart themes that you know are really well done. Mm -hmm. um, back, I forget what the theme was back then. Um, it was the default theme. I think that's just what it was called. Yeah, default theme. Mm -hmm. uh, um, <clears throat> now, it's 2010 or 2011 that you use as the base. I hear 2012 is coming out at the yep. end of the year. These themes were built uh, specifically for people to use as a foundation mm -hmm. to get started with. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny, you know. The if you can take one quick understanding of WordPress to help you breach that gap of jumping from static HTML sites through themes, is that you're just replacing static content with template tags or what we call WordPress calls, just to access the database and replace it. So, if you're looking at a static inner page of a of, of a piece of content. You're just going to grab that title and replace it with a function for that title. Mm -hmm. And when you start doing that, you start to understand the power behind it. So now all of a sudden you're editing content in the back end admin and you're seeing a change in the front end. Mm -hmm. uh, so what you just kind of have to have an understanding of is how WordPress works as a CMS, mm -hmm. going in, adding content, editing content, um, getting a good understanding of how to activate a theme would be really helpful. Quick read. Uh, if you go to the org site, you can find out how to do that. Once you have that under your belt, you'll have a, a better understanding of just you know the the, the system as a whole, mm -hmm. and then you can just jump in and start making changes. Don't be afraid to break things. Put it on a local server. Put it on a, on a web server that you don't care about. That's not going to affect live websites, and just have fun and don't be afraid to screw things up. Yeah, yeah, it's very true because I mean, starting out uh, myself, I mean, uh, so I graduated high school in 99 and I was in the web development class and that's when we were making things in all tables and HTML. Yeah. Uh, and then as I, you know, progressed throughout my uh, technical career, I think the first CMS, I was always dabbling in CMSs and more Linux-based stuff. And back then I was using PostNuke or PHP PostNuke, I think it was called. And I was like, wow, you know, then I was like, wow, you can build sites and different modules. And then I got into Drupal and then I was like, wow, I, you know, not only is this intense, but I can build all this stuff. Uh, and WordPress came to me from the need of, out of simplicity with projects um, where we can still have, we can still customize sites. And back then looking at it and saying, wow, this is much easier than Drupal. Certainly much more uh, well supported than a PostNuke. I think PostNuke was just vaporized at that point. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, having an understanding of how this stuff works and really getting under the hood and start ripping things out.
that's yeah, what, and, that, that's and one thing that WordPress really has going for it is the saturation in the market. So there's so many more developers using it, and mm-hmm. because of the fact that Automatic and uh, Matt Mullenwagen and some of the biggest developers of WordPress, like Andrew Nason, Mark Jake, with all these guys, work so hard to give back to the community that it kind of instills that in all these new rookie WordPress developers, and it creates this uh, reciprocal uh, kind of like helping. Um, each other out attitude mm-hmm. and you know once you get help from other people you want to give it back to the community and then it just keeps going and going and going which is really what makes WordPress so awesome because you can get help from a variety of places mm-hmm. uh, so uh, a note about that so we hear um, that WordPress is powering I forget the number off the top of my head, maybe 16% of the world's... Uh... Yeah, the new numbers I think just came out. Eric Hitter from Automatic was telling me that I think it's 16.4% of the internet is powered by WordPress now. Yep. It's about 75 million websites. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, that is amazing. Now, that with that saturation, uh, you know, I still don't... It's still not a household name, uh, you know, out of... Maybe you know nine out of the ten small businesses that I talk to, uh, it's coming around. There are some people who are have heard of it, uh, mainly from the .dot com site and the .dot com blogs. Um, but with that saturation, uh, do you feel that because it's free? And I've always kind of I've always kind of cringed when I heard people say, "Oh yeah, yeah, just go get your free site." You know, just slap it together. You get all these free themes, free, free, free. One thousand plugins to do fifteen things different ways. Uh, do you think that that saturation is kind of just moving the, the WordPress software down a notch versus Drupal, which might be more corporate, government, big business kind of branded? Yeah, so, you know, a, a common debate that I have, a friend of mine, Jason Pomentel, he's, um, he's a noted author, too. He's mm-hmm. uh, writing for O'Reilly mm-hmm. and and uh, him, him and I are putting on a responsive boot camp in Providence this fall, and, and he's a big Drupal guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, uh, he made an interesting point that if you, if you drill down the numbers, you go uh, to the top 100,000 websites, mm-hmm. you're going to see the numbers for Drupal increase and the numbers for WordPress decrease. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because of the fact that it's so easy for you to build a website on WordPress. Mm-hmm. Now, I think what we all kind of have to remember is, is two things. One is that... WordPress is, is, is uh, the WordPress org is a nonprofit foundation. Mm-hmm. It's helped by Automatic, which runs WordPress.com. But there's no formal marketing behind it. So when you get into it, um, it, it's all word of mouth, and it's what people's perception is, and that's what they hear from it. For a long time, uh, WordPress didn't help the fact that uh, if you went to the WordPress website, WordPress.org, it would be noted as the top blogging platform mm-hmm. on the internet rather than a, a CMS. That's recently changed, but for a long time that was you know a myth that it was really just for blogging. So uh, people kind of saw it as an opportunity for them to have a great blog or a simple small website, and they wouldn't really get into that enterprise solution with it. Yep. Um, you know, the other thing is, is that these, uh, what am I going to say, the WordPress uh, I flaked. Uh, found, foundation, <laughs> automatic. So, so basically, you know, they're not branding it, and uh, 
Um, and, and Drupal does kind of do those enterprise solutions, but you know, we, we as a community have to work harder to, um, to brand it for the community, yeah. help everybody understand that it's more than just a blogging platform, that's a simple website. Uh, oh, I know what I was going to say. So there's different tiers, right? So WordPress becomes super easy for, for people to get started with. So if you're a mom or uh, your own business and you have no real funding behind you, it's a great opportunity to sign up for Bluehost or to go to WordPress.com, upload some content, and activate a theme and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know you get yourself started that way. Uh, you get smaller businesses, restaurants, local uh, mom and pop shops. They may have a small budget, so what you can do then is help them by getting them set up with hosting, help them to activate a theme, and then really you're providing training and understanding of the system to them. And as you kind of move up the, the tiers, uh, you know, larger businesses, people who can afford budgets, it's thousands of dollars to spend. You can do custom themes, custom development. Uh, the, the way I love to see WordPress going is more towards uh, corporate entities using it, um, rapid development, web apps. Uh, universities have really embraced WordPress as an opportunity for them to uh, take better control of their content and distribute information to their users. So, um, so there is a need for these, uh, you know, top-notch programmers and developers to provide really great solutions to clients. Yeah, you know, I think it's, you know, I, I think it, for the uh, small freelancers, mom and pop shops that are starting, I don't think they realize, um, and maybe because it's, you know, it, it comes with your your seven dollar a month GoDaddy account or nine dollar a month Bluehost account, they think that oh, here's this, you know, click point to click. Uh, software that I can use, they don't realize that it's at least in my eyes, you know, it's a platform. And as you start to grow it, and you add one plugin, add two plugins, and of course, WordPress is releasing either security updates, core patches, uh, enhancements. They don't realize that they have to do that. You know, much like they didn't realize they had to update their Windows 98 machines. You know, they're, you know, next thing you know, the uh, the site's hacked, or there's issues, or the the server uh, provider doesn't support it anymore, or they go and update it on you, which is a, a common occurrence where you know something can get wiped out. So I think it's one of those things where it's so it's such an easy entry uh, piece of software that that scale gets overlooked. Um, so I and, think, yeah, I think that sometimes too, programmers who come from uh, different backgrounds may disregard WordPress as an opportunity for them to build a platform on because yep. they see it as uh, a blogging software, or a simple you know element, but. Uh, you know, you look at someone like Jake Goldman. He uh, runs Ten Up in Providence, and it's actually a distributed company uh, throughout the country. And mm-hmm. Ten Up has grown exponentially, mm-hmm. and they're doing big enterprise clients. They mm-hmm. have large universities, they have um, corporations, and they're doing it right. And Jake actually uh, talks. He goes around the country talking about how to get, um, you know, how to get those enterprise level clients. Yeah. Um, and again, it, it falls on us to help educate them and make them understand. And earlier, you talked about how it was free. Um, the fact that it's open source scares people too, yep. because if you're a large corporation, you want to have proprietary software over your open source. It becomes complicated, and and uh, people tend to get afraid that they're not going to get support, so they want to go with a proprietary system. But here's the deal: you look at a proprietary system. Let's say you're paying thousands of dollars a month, even. For uh, you know, a small startup company that has created some great CMS, at a max they have five developers working on this system, and they're not sharing the source code with anybody. 
most likely you probably have to host on their servers, so you got to cross your fingers if it's a great solution. Um, and uh, you, then you look at WordPress, and you look at the fact that we have thousands of developers across the world all working to make it better, 20,000 plugins, tens of thousands of themes, um, you know, and, and simple ways to report bugs and security fixes. Um, anyone can contribute to the core, so if you know what you're doing, you can make these fixes and, and repair them yourself and submit them. Um, so no long, you know, it's, it's weird. You don't have a phone to pick up and call someone, you know, a phone number. But at the same time, you have 10 times the amount of support you could ever get as long as you know where you're looking. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Now, you know, so this is a, another great point. I'd love to, uh, I know uh, Jake rather well, and I'd love to get him on the show sometime. Um, but the, uh, so for the developer or designer who's looking at this, hopefully, and, and looking at it and saying, okay, you know, Boy, these guys are, you know, talking about colleges, universities, large corporations, you know, thousands of dollars uh, or tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. Do you think, uh, you know, what would you, what would your advice be uh, to the small freelancer, either just getting it, getting in through the front door uh, or the ground floor, and getting started with this and helping these mom and pop shops? You know, should they take the time to make sure that they're involved with the community? Um, should they be going to word camps and WordPress meetups? Should they be doing all this? Is that the best avenue for them to get involved with with WordPress in the community? So to be clear, are you are you talking about the web designers? Or are you talking about the clients? I'm um, sorry, the uh, the designers and the developers who are out there, uh, you know, pitching the service. You know, uh, a good point would be the folks that we might run into at the local meetups who yeah. are doing, you know, the few hundred dollar site. Like, hey, I, you know. I have a day job, but on the side, I do this WordPress stuff because it's so easy for me to get access to. Yeah. Um, you know. Especially if you're a freelancer, I think at this point, you really don't have a choice. Now, I'm not going to say that WordPress is the only choice, but you have to know a CMS. You yep. can't at this point. Not You can't get away with it. I mean, we look about five years ago, we were letting designers get away with just designing and never touching HTML or CSS. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, now we talk about web designers. Um, they know HTML, they know CSS, they know some jQuery. If they don't know how to design for a CMS or to at least build or modify some elements in the CMS, they're gonna um, they're gonna lose a lot of jobs, and they're gonna they're gonna be quoting work that they're never gonna get. Yeah. Um, nobody wants static websites anymore. Right. Um, you know, I think there's a misconception that you know you look at some of the big user experience people out there. Sometimes they tend to continue to use uh, static websites, but that's gonna change. Uh, once people realize that there's really no difference between a static website and a, a content management system, at the end of the day, you're just making HTML and all that. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, you can still create the best solution possible for your clients um, and, and just build on that. So, yeah. you know, I tell my students all the time that you have to know a CMS. You, you just can't get away without it. So if you take that as a base requirement in your industry, What's the best way for you to learn that? And, you know, I teach online courses. I teach at universities. But even if you have an 11-week course or a 20-week course, you can't learn WordPress in that time. I've been doing it for seven years, and uh, six or seven years, and I, I still learn stuff every single day. Yeah. Uh, you have to be in the community. You have to be working with people uh, on the forums. There's the mailing lists. There's... Uh, just Twitter, um, tutorials all over the place. You've mm -hmm. got to be ingrained in the stuff and working with it every day. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I know 
uh, the, the little slight rant from me is you, you got to be doing it right. You can't be, you can't not, if you're a freelancer or a developer designer, you can't uh, not be keeping up with your clients, you know, updating your, updating their software, choosing plugins um, based on uh, when they were last updated, what their score is, are the authors, uh, you know, communicating on uh, the forums. Um, you know, I, I, I've seen, or at least with our own stuff, you know, we've been doing a, a more pu uh, push towards commercial plugins, well-supported commercial plugins. One, because we know the effort it takes to, to build that kind of uh, solution and what it takes to support it. Um, and, you know, I think that that is, um, you know, very important. And if, and if I think that some freelancers have to look at that and say, look, I, 60 bucks, 100 bucks, you know, for gravity forms. Just pick the, you know, just buy it. It's yeah. it's it's awesome. Number one, number two, it's supported. You're helping that ecosystem. Uh, you know, you know, stop. You know, either trying to hack some PHP code together or you know, jumping on some some old free plugin that's just not supported anymore. Um, that's awesome. Okay, so WordPress has WordPress.org has WordPress.com. Um, has code poets has automatic once you start getting into that more uh advanced level you start getting uh in deeper with this and and you know you're starting to elevate your your business as a freelancer what what is all this about you know what is you know automatic doing what is code poets doing how can people get involved with these guys um to help uh the movement of wordpress uh any thoughts on that yeah, absolutely. Well, WordPress.org, uh, number one, is, is the easiest to get involved with. Um, at the end of my book, uh, I actually thought this was so important that I wrote an entire chapter on how to give back to the community and get support from it as well. Mm -hmm. And there's just a variety of places to do it. I mean, WordPress requires the, the masses to contribute to it. it. It doesn't work unless everybody's you know pushing it forward. So... You look at some basic needs, like translating the admin. You know, if you know another language, you may not be a programmer, but you may be fluent in a second language. You could help with that. Um, you can get involved in that. If you see a bug, you can report it to the track, and you should be doing that instead of just skipping over and pretending that you didn't see it or just waiting for someone to fix it themselves. Uh, you know, you may not have the development skills to do it, but at least reporting the bug uh, effectively and uh, intelligently will help the entire system. Um, if you see security updates that need to be done, you know you talk about uh, the need to update, and, uh, and and we'll talk about WordPress security. I hope in a, in a second because there's a few misnomers there that I'd like to sure. clean up. Yeah. Um, you know, one of my favorite things with the WordPress.org uh, system is that they have these mailing lists that you can join, and uh, my favorite one is the WP Hackers uh, mailing list. And you just go, you just if you Google that, you'll find it, and mm -hmm. you just sign up. And you immediately get an email from everybody who's on there who said something. So if you're trying to do something that's out of the box with WordPress, trying to do something that the core was either not built to do or, um, you know, that you're trying to improve on some enhancements or just do something that, you know, you haven't seen documented outside of uh, the basic stuff, um, you're immediately in contact with some of the biggest developers in the, in the industry. And they're eager to respond and talk to you about what you're doing and, and hear from you. Um, and that's that's WP Hackers. That's on just so people can look it up. Uh, yeah, if you just Google WP Hackers mailing list, okay, uh, you'll find it. There's awesome. also ones for uh, themes, plugins, testers, um, 
there's a whole bunch of them. Uh, you can get on the IRC chat and you can hear from WordPress developers and see what they're actually talking about. Uh, you can watch the track for future developments. Um, like I just saw today that they're releasing an update, and I think it's going to be in 3.5, that uh, plugins will be able to, uh, when you log into your, your WordPress admin, you'll see uh, all your favorite plugins um, right there in a list. So you can easily in, uh, install and activate them right from your uh, nice. Which is, you know, it's a cool little advancement. Things like that, user experience. Um, you know, I've been talking to Sarah Cannon, who's uh, on the um, on the admin interface team, and she uh, she's working to make it responsive, which is just awesome. I think that's great. You know, stuff like that. You guys can just get involved so easily. Just get talking to people, mm-hmm. and you know, you, you may get discouraged because you know you feel like you don't want to ruin your reputation by asking new questions, things like that. Right, but right. I'll tell you. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, I still ask new questions all the time, right. and it doesn't impact my my reputation. You know, there's always things that you're not going to know just because you haven't done it in the past. Exactly. Yeah. Your experiences are your experiences. You you are your master of you know whatever it is you're focused on, and you know you're either a hardcore developer, hardcore designer, a little bit of both. So you're yeah. not you're not going to ever have uh, you know the 100 uh, percent knowledge. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, you jump into things like Automatic and, uh, you know, those guys, to me, it's kind of an enigma as to how it really must function inside that office because I know they're a distributed office. They're working on things for Automatic and WordPress.com, WordPress VIP, but they're also contributing in ways to the uh, WordPress.org site. So, like, Andrew Nason is the lead developer for WordPress. But I think that he gets paid by Matt outside of Automatic. So stuff like that. <laughs> Just some, some kind of under the table shows up at the house. Here you go. Yeah, I'm not sure how it all works. I love it. I think it's great. Uh, yep. I think it's great that they're paying developers to work on the core. Uh, you look at companies like Bluehost. You know, Bluehost I like for very basic WordPress hosting or any kind of hosting because they value the community. They actually this year hired a full-time person and their entire job is to contribute back to the WordPress core. I forget the guy's name, but um, just the fact that there's a position at a corporation that's giving back to an open source project that they actually don't have any direct revenue. Interesting. Uh, Running off the fact that there's a one-click install and people can build WordPress websites on their site, but technically they are not selling WordPress, so they're not actually making direct income from them. Right. But they value the community enough to give back a full salary and benefits, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I know that that is that is helpful and and good to know because um, I know a lot of people in our business we're we're always scared of the oh my site's hosted on GoDaddy and and stuff like that. Yeah, well um, GoDaddy so- scares me. <laughs> if, uh you know, and, and we talked about tiers earlier too, you know, if you look at companies like HostGator, DreamHost, Bluehost, they provide very fast turnkey solutions to right. get your site up and running. And if, honestly, if you're averaging a few hundred visitors a month, there's no reason for you to be paying more for hosting. Just make sure that your site's secure and safe and you're, you're fine. Uh, if you want to talk about hosting real quick, my favorite web host is uh, WP Engine. Yep. Uh, ben Metcalf is, um, is another person. He's the CEO of, uh, and founder of uh, WP Engine. And he, um, he's another person who gives back to the community. If you yep. catch him at a WordPress uh, or, or WordCamp, you know those are WordPress conferences. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll give you a you know a free Word, uh, Word WP Engine account. He'll uh, you know he'll talk to you. He'll burn your ear off. He'll tell you about best practices. Uh, the great thing about WP Engine is is that 
they um, they work very hard to help you understand best practices. So yeah. if you're developing something and your slides running a little bit slower, you can send it to them and they'll say, hey, you know, by the way, your pro your plugin's doing this and it should really do this and and really help you out. So nice. another company that really does care about the the industry. Yeah, uh, I think I've uh, I listened to a few podcasts with him. I think he has his own podcast and he has his own entrepreneurial show. Uh, web show that he does. Um, WPN is by, by Automatic, so uh, they have. I think they have VC funding from Automatic. Oh wow, awesome! Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, so Automatic. So, all right. So this is good. This is a good segue into kind of this because uh, as we evolve, as I know, as I evolved in, in the WordPress community and our and you know started to grow my services at my company, looking up at you've got Automatic, you've got Code Poets, you got um, uh, you know, the foundation, uh, you know, who, who, or what, is there some kind of, uh, like disconnect going on at the top where if maybe everything was, uh, you know, some synergy between all of the different faces of WordPress at the higher echelon, um, are they already doing that? I'm just not seeing it. You know, what, what, what do you think is, uh, so what would the code poets role be versus, if I'm a you know developer looking up saying okay you've got Code Poets and I've got Automatic, Automatic's got their VIP platform, Automatic's investing in WP Engine. You know is there some kind of fragmentation going on? Should there be better synergy at the top? Do you think? Uh, you know that's a great question. I'm not. You know, I really haven't seen a lot of that myself, so it's yeah. hard for me to comment on. But you know. The one thing I think that everybody, no matter where you are, what you're doing, is, is that we could all be branding WordPress better. Yep. You, know, you have like WordPress VIP, right? And mm -hmm. they're hosting sites like Time Magazine and UPS and NBC and um, these really huge enterprise level clients, and yet nobody seems to know about it. Right, exactly. You, know? you have to kind of Google it and you have to look around. And they have the VIP website and they talk a little bit about who their clients are. Um, but you know that's one area where they could just really kind of distribute that and help them to understand that a little bit better. So you know, on the WordPress.org site, you don't see anything like that, right? Um, and right. it's hard to understand. Like uh, you look at a site like uh, Quartz that just came out. Did you, did you see them? No. It just came out on WordPress.com. It's a WordPress VIP client. And uh, say the name one more time, because it because Skype... <laughs> it's Quartz. Q -U -A oh, okay, yeah, I saw you. I saw you tweet that out. Yep. Yeah, and it's it's just qz.com. Yep. And it's like this beautiful web app. Um, it's just so so wonderfully done. Yeah. And uh, there's no way anyone would ever know that that was a WordPress website unless yeah. you knew exactly what you were looking for. Right. And it's on WordPress.com. And I don't really see much being talked about it. Yeah. You know, and that's a perfect example of like the fact that you know we aren't branding WordPress better. We aren't helping people to understand that it is more than just one, um, you know, simple, simple, simple solution. Right. And one thing that, you know, might help with that, uh, if we can't exactly do it now, but we could have maybe have branded it in different tiers, you know, even if you had just done the same software with different add-ons. Yeah. Um, and, you know, basic blogging for WordPress versus, you know, advanced enterprise solutions. <laughs> right. Even if you had just labeled it the same exact thing yeah. in yeah. software. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some, you know, most of the time we have to just lead the water to uh, lead the horse to the water and have them yeah. uh, drink from it. So, you know, having that uh, simple labeling, even if it wasn't a different distribution, uh, would probably help. Um, 
Awesome. You know, I, I mean, I know that when I'm out there uh, consulting to the small to medium business, most of the time I'm saying WordPress as the safety net keyword to say, oh, yeah, here's the software that here's this platform slash software that enables you to blog, create content, uh, curate content, get your message out there, market, um, you know, uh, connect with other uh, people in the office who need to, you know, create content, multi-user in, uh, installations. And oh, by the way, this is WordPress. This is the safe zone because it's it's powered by WordPress. So, and here's the community, you know, here's what happens if, you know, we don't exist anymore. You can, you know, carry on to another firm or uh, when you grow, you can go on the VIP platform, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, that's good. And, you know, you, you kind of touch uh, on uh, the that safety net, but you know, at the same time, I think there's a misconception that WordPress isn't as secure as it should be. Yep. And I think the reason for that is um, we talk about it powering 72 million websites. You know, you remember back in the day when uh, Apple had less than one percent share <laughs> on, uh, of the computers out there. Yep. Everyone was uh, sending viruses to to Windows. Now, Windows has its issues, but at the same time, if you're a hacker, if you're uh, a malicious um, person who's trying to do something bad, are you going to spend your time learning the faults and security flaws of a software like... Um, Expression Engine. Yeah, right? <laughs> or, or, you know, even like back then, you know, you wouldn't learn how to hack an Apple back then, and that's how Apple got its, like... Uh, erroneous uh, myth-like legend that it was on—you could not get a virus, which is just weird that you, you know you would think that that's possible. But um, same thing with WordPress. So, like WordPress is powering such a huge percentage of the the market that it just makes sense that if I'm going to spend my time learning how to, you know, spam comments or do something like that, then then it's just better numbers for me as a hacker. So. Yep. Um, that doesn't mean that it's any less secure than any other solution. The good thing about WordPress, though, is, is that because of the market share, these found, these problems are found very quickly yep. and usually addressed very quickly. I've talked to uh, people at Automatic, uh, like John Jacoby in Providence. He yep. uh, runs the BuddyPress system, and he tells me about how they'll have all night uh, all nighters, um, people just working through the night to fix these these uh, intrusions and, and uh, vulnerabilities and all right. that. And uh, they get them out the next day, and they just they, they plow through them. Yeah. The problem comes from two things. I, I've seen a lot of hacked blogs, a mm-hmm. lot, and uh, I get clients screaming and, and crying that you know their site's down and it's a white screen or somebody's injected uh, malicious code or content into their site. And I say, okay, send me your username and login, and then I get a password that's like company name number one or something. <laughs> like that, you know? And I just it's that face meets palm kind of situation where yep. you want to, you know, well, what did you expect? You know, and yep. it's, to this day, it's 2012 and people don't know how to create a complex password. Yep. Um, so, you know, so from the, from the, again, freelancer developer, maybe listening to this best, best practices, number one, number two, they should probably search for uh, these mailing lists for security and be on, on top of that so that they know for their own clients, here's what's released. They should, uh, for the good practices, they should be, Using uh, solid plugins, keeping their WordPress up to date, um, keeping backups, 
changing the admin user to something other than admin and probably removing the admin user altogether if they already have an admin user and making something other, some other username, uh, an admin with Yeah, what I usually password. typically do with the administrator is I keep the admin. Um, there was a talk once about how there's, the admin is typically the user zero. Yep. And if that ever needed to be fixed in the future, that uh, you wouldn't have a user zero. So I keep the, uh, so that's kind of a long hacky thing, but yep. um, I, keep the, I keep the admin, I make them a subscriber. Yep. Uh, so they have no access to anything. And then I create another admin account, uh, something with a difficult username. You can make the username just as difficult as your password. Mm -hmm. Don't share it with anybody. Mm -hmm. um, that's your administrator. They can go in and do all that work, and you can use that every day if you want. But when you finally post something, um, post it under the name of an author level user. All right. uh, the reason for that is because the author of the post's name is uh, public. Right. So you have public user author, uh, archives and, and all that. And, um, you know, once you guess that username, it makes it even one step easier to get in. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's actually a really good security tip. Uh, and, again, for those of you listening who do not know, typical WordPress blog, it's going to say, you know, blog title posted by Matt, posted by Jesse. You know, if, if, you, if that's your blog and that's your admin user, somebody clicks that or sees that username, they just have to go to WP Admin or if you haven't locked that down or your WordPress at uh, login page and just start guessing passwords. And yeah, and one, one actual little flaw with WordPress is that if you go to guess your, uh, you say you forget your password, it'll actually tell you if you didn't get your username right when you type that in. Yep, yeah. So you can continue to guess usernames until you get the username right. Yep. And uh, by then, hopefully, you'll have realized that you've gotten, you know, 40 attempts on you. But, um, nice. you know, it's only so, most people stick to the first letter of last name kind of thing. And if you're a popular guy, you probably know, you, people know your name. So just try and, you know, create as much obfuscation as possible. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So I think that's a pretty good uh, storyline. So the, the takeaway for people listening to this Again, that beginner, designer, developer, even intermediate level, um, you know, don't wait around to get involved with WordPress. Don't be afraid of it. Get right in. Uh, start doing it the right way. Start analyzing themes, analyzing plugins. Like you said, how do I replace, uh, you know, the blog title? Go in and replace it with the PHP line, for, you know? Yeah, just, exactly. Just, ha you know, if you got your own HTML uh, theme that you're working, just start, you know, start doing s little simple things like that, if not looking at another well-designed and developed theme and, and getting that uh, lined up. Communicate and grow within the community. Uh, like you said, WordPress.org forums, mailing lists, uh, reaching out uh, to people, uh, on Twitter, on their own blogs, um, you know, reading other reviews and things like that, uh, and getting getting involved uh, either locally with your local WordPress uh, meetups, uh, your local WordCamps, if there are any in your area. Uh, you know, I, I think Boston and New York were, were really fun. Uh, glad that uh, that we had went. Uh, saw you speak about responsive design, uh, yeah. which was awesome. And you know, one one quick note about WordCamps. Um, the WordPress Foundation requires that the WordCamps be very cheap, yep. um, which is another thing that kind of speaks to the fact that WordPress may be not as professional as other CMSs because you see a conference like this and it's a $35 ticket, yep. wonder, you know, what's going on here? Is it really going to be a valued conference? 
Uh, and it's unfortunate because it's a balance. We want to give back to the industry. We want to make sure that there's a low barrier of entry. Anybody can attend. But at the same time, you know, it creates a situation. So go to a work camp. Find a work camp. There's one coming up in Providence this fall. Um, there's the Boston one. There's uh, New York. If you guys are in any other part of the country, I guarantee you, you can find one within 100 miles of you. Um, and, uh, and and just go. You're going to get a like a top web quality conference yep. for the t- price of like thirty right forty bucks. Right. There is a URL that has them all listed. I I can find it and put it in the show notes uh, when this is published. Um, but yeah, I mean it's great. I mean I, I'm doing the uh, I'm trying to do some of the fundraising for the WordCamp in Providence. Uh, and and you know when we had these discussions, Luke and I uh, we talked about. Well, I asked him. I said, well. How, who do I go to? Who can I charge? Can I can I go to Dunkin' Donuts and get them to give us fifty thousand dollars and they can just, <laughs> they can sponsor the whole thing? And it's no, you can't do that. Uh, you know the rules for this size word camp is you know has to be X amount of dollars and they you know it's it's capped. Any kind of money that goes over goes back to the foundation, so we can use it next year. So yeah, I mean it, it is there is kind of that uh, you know. You know, when I looked at Drupal, I did the DrupalCon back in 2008, I think, when they first announced Acquia. I mean, that was like, it was 100 bucks back then, I think, to go to the DrupalCon, and it was, you know, at the uh, Boston Expo Center, and it was, I mean, it was massive, it was well done, there were lights, shows, everything, uh, very much more corporate, uh, I guess, that some folks might be used to yeah. uh, in, the, in the IT world. Great. Uh, so, you have an event coming up uh, uh-huh. November. Oh yeah, I do. Um, thanks for mentioning it. So, so the book uh, came out, and um, it, it's been good so far. But I wanted to have a little kind of launch party around it, um, and I, I don't like to do self-serving stuff. So, what I really wanted to do was something for charity. Nice. And uh, we're gonna have a, a fun event in Providence where uh, anyone can attend. It'll be a cheap ticket. It'll be like ten bucks. You get a, a free drink. Uh, we get to party and play and have fun. Uh, we're also going to have some pretty cool raffles. I've already talked to uh, Treehouse. If you guys know Treehouse, they're an online learning uh, system. Um, they have uh, videos and gamification so that you can learn HTML, JavaScript, everything. Yep. And they donated a one-year pro plan. Very cool. And then I talked to WP Engine, and they actually donated a lifetime hosting plan. Wow. So if you get that one, you'll never have to pay for hosting again. Nice. <laughs> so, so I'm working with different people. Maybe uh, Matt, I could convince you guys to donate a couple of your awesome themes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the raffle. Yeah. And uh, now that I put you on the spot. <laughs> we are committed. Uh, uh, but, uh, yes, it's going to be it's gonna be an opportunity to have some fun and network and uh, meet some cool people. And that's going to be uh, probably the second or third week of November. But if you check my website or you follow me on Twitter... I'll also give the the exact date to to Matt for the show notes, and you guys will have that. Awesome! So people can find you at uh, which URL? Because you are everywhere on the web. Uh, yeah, I seem to be everywhere. So for Twitter, you can get me. I'm uh, at Professor, and yes, it's just Professor. No weird spellings or numbers or anything like that. Uh, my URL is jes.se.com, and uh, the book website is wdgwp. So Web Designer's Guide WordPress uh, awesome. Initials.com. 
Awesome. Well, everyone should reach out to Jesse. Thank him for this interview. Uh, he does an awesome job uh, locally in our community. He does an awesome job online. He's great uh, to chat with and hang out with at WordCamps and meetups. Uh, so everyone, go find at Professor on Twitter. Uh, follow him. Send him say, say thanks for doing the show. I thank you, Jesse, for doing the show. Uh, so we, I hope you all enjoyed this and got something uh, useful out of it as the first episode. Uh, so thanks again. Hey, thank you, Matt. Bye, guys.